test 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 Hello and welcome to oh jeez oh, I have a cough episode 148 and an 8 um <laughs> I think it's pretty funny that we're recording this even though I'm still editing 146 at this very moment well not this literally <laughs> this very moment but you know uh I still have to edit it cuz I was in training all week when I was supposed to post it and so I had no time to edit it um so yeah but yeah there we go um this is a this is an episode of people talking, and what do we talk about? Games. Yay! I'm your host. And Mr. bullshit. And bullshit. And Games and bullshit. And, bullshit. and, and people eating. People eating. Yeah. And bullshit. Yeah. 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 Okay. I am your host, Austin, also known as Mr. Chupon, as I am displayed on the site, um, because fake names are better than real ones somehow. Um, to my left, actually, all the way back in New York, because I'm in Chicago right now. But in New York, is Chicago yeah, is the hairy, the hairy bastard. For real, y'all. That is Al, aka Anti. Oh, oh, du, du, du. Is that your internet breaking up, or is that you being silly? It's you being. That's silly. me being silly. That's you being silly. And in, no longer in East Stroudsburg, but in Boston, is uh, P.D. Pablo. Yep. Isn't yes. that like a rapper? <laughs> yes, it is. Very good, sir. You're astute in your observations. And you're not... I was, at Chica- I was in Chicago once or twice. That place sucks. Sorry to uh, anybody uh, who lives in like Chicago. Chicago. No. Chicago is a that? terrible city. Um... I did not like it when I was what there. Did you like about it? I'm just, no, I'm just curious because everybody has, you know, everybody thinks differently about everything. So I like and it. He's personally. not from Chicago. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, it. <laughs> blah, blah. I, I, okay, I drove there, and driving around Chicago oh, was see, pretty awful. Uh, yeah, it's um, like driving around New York City. Come on, I don't know. You, like, you don't drive around New York City. No, you don't. Unless you get somebody else to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a walking town. It's well, a town. A town. It's a we town. are towns. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, we're done with this conversation. Let's move on. Oh. We okay. usually start with what have you been playing? Yeah, let's do that. Since since Pablo hates Chicago, he sh- he can go first and and and. But I'm eating. So then you could talk while you're eating <laughs> about what you're Much eating fast. and then what you're playing. Ah. Uh, okay, fine. Screw you, Al. What have you okay. been playing? Me. Yeah. I have been playing games. <laughs> the usual of which is Izuna 2 for the uh, Nintendo DS. Uh, I'm proceeding very uh, steadily. Uh, um, mm. It's pretty interesting, but at the same time, pretty monotonous. Your face is pretty interesting, um, but sometimes monotonous. I hope that my next uh, roguelike is not so monotonous. And what I mean by monotonous is like... Uh, Really, the game, the first one, you only played as Izuna, and you had certain weapons you could use, I guess, and 
there's certain weapons may have been better than others, and you could focus on a particular weapon, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, just like any other game, if you have one character, you could focus on a weapon. Now, in Ezernaut 2, you have 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 characters you can choose from. Everybody's sleeping. Alright, so, um, you have 10 characters you can choose from. <laughs> and some, I guess, have certain uh, advantages, some have disadvantages. Like, so they have weapon proficiencies and the affinities and whatnot. Um, now, right now, I'm only using really two characters. That's Ezernaut and uh, one of the gods, Kagen, because Kagen is uh, a claw master. Because he, you can see in his character art, he has claws. So you give him a claw, he hits for like three times as much as anybody else does. Is so, he really a master? Huh? Nothing. I said, is he really a master? Uh, yeah, I would have to say so. Because <laughs> you know, I'll switch to him and I'll have no problem. I usually in the game, I'll go through a dungeon the first time. And if I don't have the, the talisman that allows me to escape, I get kind of scared by the time I get to the boss because the boss is usually that much stronger than you that you have to pretty much go down the dungeon twice in order to be of level to beat the boss. Uh, okay. Uh, but this time, see, I went in there with the stupid talisman and then I stepped on a fire trap and it burned the talisman. Oh. And um, so I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to lose all my shit when I get down there, blah, blah, blah. I got down there. I hit that boss four times with Kagan, and she died. I hit her for like 3,600 each time. If I was playing with Izuna, I would have been like 12, 1,300 a hit. And I would have been struggling using all my heals and all that stuff. So I'm like, shit, he's a damn good character as long as you keep his SP up, which, you know, when you get to a boss fight, everything is refilled. So he's already at maximum potential. Oh, 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 so they, okay, so they get, they kind of give you a, a break there. Like when you whenever you fight a boss, it just refills you. Yeah, um, it's the Rubicant of roguelikes. So um, the only problem with that is that it makes me not want to use the other characters, right? Because first of all, it's going to be a waste of time leveling up, leveling right. them up, and second, you got to go find a good weapon for them, and then you got to go and uh, get the good talismans to put on it and all that and, stuff. So and there's there's no passive leveling either, I assume, right? Like. You know how in um, some games, like, they'll, they'll... Okay, in Dragon Quest IV, what they did was they gave... Uh, I want to say half. I could be wrong, but they gave part of the experience that you earned uh, for your primary party to those in your wagon, right? right. So, like... <clears throat> so you can theoretically go through the whole game without ever using a character, but they'll still be sort of... Not exactly, but sort of on par, because remember, I said I, I, I don't remember if it's half or all. But anyway, like... Uh, there's none of that in this? Nope. Nice you gotta level each person. Oh, and um, character who attacks. I mean, even the person who's out of switch doesn't get XP. So, basically, the person who's killing is the person who gets the XP only. Mm, okay, okay. So, um, I hope that the uh, some of the other games that I play aren't like that, because I might not play anymore. Just because <laughs> it's, it's too monotonous. It's like, okay, I go in the dungeon, and... I get all these weapons that are good against all these different kinds of enemies, but I don't really see many different kinds of enemies, and you know, who knows how far I am into the game. But enough about that game. Uh, During the week, I went through Sam Max Episode 1, Culture Shock, which was Mm. really cool. Um, It was really funny, and uh, it wasn't that difficult. You know, I guess probably because it's the Episode 101, uh, they didn't make it as hard as... Uh, they could have to get through it. And I think it took 
took me a good like two and a half or three hours to to finish it over the course of the week. Um, hey, quick question. Story basic. Yes. What, what, what did you play it on? PC or 360 or? PC. PC. I got it for free with uh, play for play like a pirate. Oh. Play like a pirate. Her. The reason I ask oh. is because uh, my girlfriend and I tried the were playing the demo of it on the 360 because yeah. uh, she had played uh, you know um, the 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 Monkey Island Special Edition you know the re-release thing and right. She seemed to enjoy that, so I wanted her to try Sam and Max. And uh, during the demo, at least on the 360, there was like no way to. I mean, I, maybe because it's just a demo, but there was like no way to save in the middle of it. Um, so like it was basically finish the entire episode uh, right now, or you lose all your demo progress, <coughs> which kind of was unfortunate because like we weren't ready to like we didn't want to play through the whole episode at that time. So, um, like. Now if now if we want if we want to buy it or she wants to replay it, it like you have to replay from the entire like from the beginning again and we had already put like I think two hours into it or something, um, so like there is like I mean I obviously you won't really know but I'm assuming like I know on PC you got to be able to save in the middle of an episode but I, I'm just hoping because like I didn't even see a save thing like grayed out in the options on the 360 so like if I were to buy the entire season you know I want to know that I'd be able to save mid episode. <laughs> Um, well, I think Telltale's in the just PC version, there is a little like um, gear in the upper left-hand corner, mm -hmm. and you click on it, and the little sub-menu comes up, and the first thing that's there on the left is save load. You can save anywhere, and also auto saves. Okay. So probably because it's a demo, um, it doesn't allow you to save. I I'm surprised that you played it for two hours and <laughs> um, and you didn't get to the end of it. I mean, maybe it's because you may have spent some time trying to figure stuff out, and that's fine. Um, and what's funny about this game is that there are things that are hidden in the game that you can do, and they tell you on the website, like, did you try? And you click on it, and they say, this contains spoilers, so make sure you've gone through the game before you read it unless you want to spoil yourself. And then they ask you, like, did you try doing this? Or did you try doing this this way? Or did you try, instead of doing this, doing this? And... And I was reading over, and I'm like, wow, I can really go back and see the game and see a whole bunch of cool stuff. Because now that I know how the game went, you can probably see a lot of funny things. Yeah. Uh, but you may have been kind of doing some of those things inadvertently. Well, she but, was controlling, and, like, I wasn't really, like, I wasn't, like, fully invested because I was tired and stuff. But uh, I was yeah. kind of just watching, and, um, like, she was definitely, like trying every possible thing, like, not, like, in terms of puzzle solving, just, like, you know, inspecting everything and, like, trying yeah. all dialogue options and things like that, so that's probably why we went so long and didn't actually finish the episode. Yeah, I could definitely understand that. Um, I will definitely get the rest of Season 1, uh, especially since you can get the rest of Season 1 at a discount since I had the first episode, and what's really great about that is I got the first episode for free. Yeah. Um, uh, so now I get the whole season for like twenty one dollars or something like that, uh, and then I'll probably next week I'll probably play um, the first episode of Monkey Island, Tales of Monkey Island. Yeah. Um, what else did I play? I played a Brutal Legend <clears throat> demo earlier this morning, and that game seems pretty fun. It's uh, pretty funny with um, the the voice acting and the animations and everything like that. Uh, but everyone should know what this is about, about a roadie who, um, gets put into this, like, 
other world where I guess he's supposed to save it. Uh, with metal. That is an excellent description now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to reveal anything. So, um, yeah, all, all he's armed with is an axe and an axe. One of all people need to know is it's a Tim Schafer game. If you played a Tim Schafer game, it's a Tim Schafer game. Yeah, see, my problem is I probably played a Tim Schafer game, but I don't know it as a Tim Schafer game. So give me a Tim Schafer game. Um, Psychonauts. Yeah, Psychonauts. I mean, it definitely has, like, reminiscent, like, I don't know, in terms of its feel and look and stuff, it definitely, I don't know, it just, it strikes me like Psychonauts, and then it has the humor, like, I mean, Tim Schafer's been is... known for his humor and stuff, and um, there's actually <coughs> even, in, in the demo alone, there's actually a reference to Psychonauts where, uh, like, I didn't actually play the demo, but I watched Giant Bomb's quick look of it, where they basically went to the entire demo, and so, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but there was, oh, it was, it was the uh, the lead singer of the band, like, that... Eddie Riggs is the roadie for oh, in the beginning. Yeah. When he's walking across the thing up top, he does the which is uh, what uh, Bobby Zilch, I think is his name, does in Psychonauts. It's his little taunt thing. And then Raz does it back to him later in the game. So like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Way to reference Psychonauts. Um, that's cool. Didn't he also do... Uh, I might be incorrect, but I thought he did a whole bunch of the LucasArts games, such as yeah. Grim Fandango. Yeah, he did. Right? And, he, like, he, he was Grim Fandango. He was on... Yeah. Uh... And he was on uh, He was on uh, Monkey Island too, wasn't he? Oh, you might be right. I'm, I, that I'm not sure. But... I'm pretty sure he was part of the Monkey Island team. Um, and I I hope I'm right because that's where like I mean some of the humor that you see come across in uh, in the demo of Brutal Legend like I don't know definitely harkens back to the humor of that game too. Mm-hmm. I don't know the, the humor in Brutal Legend doesn't remind me of Monkey Island, but Monkey Island did have a lot of good humor in it. Um. But anyhow, the the gameplay was pretty good, and the graphics were really nice, and uh, the heavy metal was pretty cool too. So well, I would recommend uh, anyone who's interested download the demo. It is like one and a half gigs, so watch your hard drive space and well, get it on October thirteenth. <coughs> October thirteenth, baby. October thirteenth. Question about the gameplay: um, Did the demo consist mostly of combat, or did it also have? A decent portion of what they called the Pikmin style gameplay, because I know, I know that was kind of not the big surprise, but like one of those things where people saw it at first and they're like, "Oh, this looks like God of War with a guitar," but then Tim Schafer was like, "No, no, 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 no! You can also control people and do all this type of stuff that's similar to Overlord or Pikmin," and that kind of mm-hmm. that got me even more interested in the game. So what I want to know is from the demo, what's the ratio of gameplay type? Uh, did you get to experience a lot of you know? the non-combat aspects, or, or, or I should say, yeah, the, the, the Pikmin aspects of it. Zero percent of that. It was just really? straight-up combat. I have a, oh. it, was, it was like the first level. I have a theory. Okay, you know, why, I mean, yeah, it was just the first level, so it's not really going <coughs> to present much of that stuff, but I have a feeling that they wanted that for the, the uh, demo, too, because, like, I think they want to just try their best to draw in the, like, people who, like, the crowd who just assumes it's God of War and doesn't want to scare mm. anybody off. That is a um, good point, yeah. Yeah, so, but, I mean... That, and I, I guess, like, you know, that type of gameplay, like, if you were playing a demo of Pikmin, you wouldn't really get a, a full sense of the, how to say it, like, Pikmin is something that, it's not hard, it's not super complex, but it's not something that you'll get fully on day one. Right. right? No, not at whereas, all. Whereas if it were just like, if it was God of War, you'd kind of get a sense of you know, you're not going to see all the bosses and all the great stuff that you see later in the game, but you'll you'll get a, a, a core sense of what the sensation is like to play God of War if you played it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. 
you get to so. see pretty much all the cool stuff that well not all but a lot of excuse me a lot of the cool stuff that God of War would have to offer in five minutes um, whereas in like Pikmin you'd be like you oh, have to build up red shit around yeah <laughs> <You're throwing red laughs> you don't even around. get to see the blue or the yellow <laughs> um, I'm just rich around. I just want to move on real quick uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed all week SS and um, so I finished uh, let's see what I finished I finished Damascus the first memory block and also oh that's right you started it block. over I forgot yeah, well, I was only in the first memory block anyway. Or, okay. Or just beginning the se- no, I was just beginning the second memory block. Uh, I am in memory block three, uh, the second part, which is uh, I made the two kills in Accra, and now I'm going to Jerusalem. And uh, that was really fun, doing those kills in Accra, especially the, um, the, the second one, where basically, as an overview, you have to uh, kill this guy who's like a doctor. And uh, he's in a place where there's like a whole bunch of people uh, who are like sick, and then there's guards, and then there's people who are just like basically like mentally disturbed, and they'll just attack you when you walk next to them. So when you're going to do this kill, you have to sneak inside the fortress where he's doing his treatments, and you gotta do this kill in this crowded ass place. <laughs> and every time, I, I I swear it took me like two and a half hours to actually kill him because um, I first off wanted to do the clean kill. I didn't want to have to fight him and go be in this big alarming situation with all these guards running toward me. So I got caught like that a couple of times. I had to leave. But the reason why I kept getting caught was because the stupid crazy people would stand <laughs> next to me. The rwords.org? Uh, the rwords? rword.org. Don't you know what that R-word.org. is? No. Um, just Google it, or go, I think it's r-word.org, and then you'll understand. But uh, keep going. I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. But yes, I hate those All people. Right. They've <coughs> definitely made the game difficult. Oh, you played it? Assassin's Creed? I played it a long time ago, yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, I had it a long time ago, too, but I, I like, that was, you know, in my big game influx time last year, so I, like, got it, and then uh, Never played, played it. it for about two hours. hours. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, next game. And I went to the next game. Me and so Charlie anyway. did a whole end of discussion podcast on that because it was like, uh, I absolutely love the game and he hated it. It was one of those games. Uh, so, like, we, uh, talk, we talked at length about it. Cool. Keep going. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so I kept getting caught. They kept hitting me. And when they would hit me, the doctor would see that. And then I would get caught. I'm like, fuck. So I run. And uh, <coughs> then one time I just got, I guess you could say I got lucky because I was following him. And I went up to do the assassination, and the crazy person went to attack me. <laughs> but I got to the doctor first, so I made the kill, and then I booked. Is it but, a crazy uh, hobo? That game is just—it's all kinds of fun. It, it also in that uh, assassination, that that part of Aqua that kill, there's a whole bunch of um, uh, archers on rooftops and stuff like that, and it's always just so much fun to like catch those guys and do the uh either just a regular assassination or do the leaping assassination and um you could get into the fights to save the citizens and you like you killed like three guys and one guy will get scared he'll run and then you just chase after him and do the leaping assassination in front of like 10 people and you'd be like what 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 and then walk away <laughs> people would... one time i actually did that and i ran around a corner and people were like on their knees either begging me not to kill them or like cursing me as like a demon or something 
uh, I found that very hilarious. And uh, then there were a couple of times where I just like fell off a really high place. Like one time I was looking for the, there was a, a viewpoint on top of the assassination point. But when I got there, I had to do the assassination. So it locked me into doing the assassination. Because uh, when you get to the fortress, it does a cutscene. Mm-hmm. But you have to actually get into the fortress to do the cutscene, right? I was above the fortress. So I'm trying to get to this viewpoint. It's not letting me go. And I'm like, okay, well, let me go wrap around and kill this guy. Can't get around the building. Can't go anywhere. And you cannot go from all the way up where I was to inside the fortress because there's no place to hold on to. And then I made a mistake because I was going to try and jump onto one of the roofs. <coughs> and I missed the roof. And I felt like 50 stories. And Good job. he just like landed. And it, it was funny because he landed. And at the same time he landed, he uh, triggered the cutscene. And the cutscene opens up with like some guy screaming like, ah! So I thought that was him screaming. That was really funny. <laughs> so anyway. It would have been uh, great if you landed on your target. Yeah. that And he that just died. Great. Mm-hmm. Like, oops, that was an accident, but I, you know, I got the kill. Yeah. Uh, it it would have been great if I was holding the X button, so, like, he landed on him and then basically just did the kill. And, it was, and then it, it just went right into, like, the whole cutscene where you... Ah! Austin, did you do the first assassination? Um, yes, I, I mean, I, I, I have, and I'm... What am I doing right now? Um, When I say right now, I really mean three weeks ago. But, um... <laughs> uh... I was I'm at the point where okay so I did the assassination and there was that whole raid on the guild that mm-hmm. happens at the beginning and right. then um um at some point after that I go back into the animus machine and like when I go back into the guild the guy was just like blah 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 um <laughs> um you can either go to Damascus or and I can't remember the other city it was either Damascus or um I don't think it was Akrif but I could be wrong Anyway, well, so the, the, the point is Jerusalem would be the other one. Okay, so uh, the the point being is that I'm uh, I I did the first kill and now like the guy gave me a choice as to which city I want to go to next. Which oh, so it's Akra or <clears> Jerusalem. So what? What Akra or Jerusalem? Okay, so it was those two. Yeah, and so I I made my way to I think um whichever one was closer on mm-hmm. horseback and um it's probably then hard. yeah and then I um. I finally made it into the city because um, I think I was I think I was having trouble finding a way in because like there were there there were guards stationed kind of outside the castle wall or outside of a, a wall just kind of mm-hmm. randomly and I That's was like, trying to sneak past them. All okay. the dead people around and whatnot. <coughs> I guess. Um, and then there's like a safe citizen out there, but you can't really see it. Um, well, I, I there was a safe citizen inside, and so I made it. I, I did that, but when I saved the citizen. I saved him by just like some. Uh, there were a bunch of people harassing this guy, and so I went up and I and I pushed them away. And then the guy was like, "Oh, thank you," but the other guy started to fight me. So when I started to fight back, <clears throat> when I started to fight back, then all the guards started coming and beating the shit out of me. And so I I just I was down to like one life bar, one life thing or whatever. And so I ran and I tried to run across the rooftops and they were chasing me, and they finally um they finally I finally lost them. Somewhere, and so I was like, "All right, let me find the uh, let me find the the station where I'm supposed to go to get my mission." Um, and you know, because you know, you're an assassin, and you're supposed to be skilled, and you're supposed to be able to walk on beams and shit like that. You know, uh, I got cocky and I fell. And when I fell and I landed, the guards saw me again. They're like, "There's a guy!" And they ran after me, and then I died. And I'm just like, I'm, I, I, 
that's enough of this. I'm done. So I, so I just turned it off. This was like three weeks ago, by the way. So. Mm. Um, um. Yeah. So that was Assassin's Creed, and I think I only played one other game. Before you go on, I just want to make a quick mm-hmm. observation about Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um. Now that like Assassin's Creed, like my play time with it is like far behind me, and I, like I can actually reflect on it without just being like, "Oh my god, this game is awesome!" Because I really oh wasn't. Oh my god! Lo- <laughs> I really was super in love with it at the time that I played it. Um. But now, like especially hearing you talk about it and stuff, it makes me think uh, how like Assassin's Creed was <clears throat> is like definitely a gorgeous looking game, and. You just I like when I was playing, I definitely felt like I was like in this cool cool world and I was I was like this badass guy and stuff, but I always felt like with the assassination parts that it was almost impossible to do like a just like a, a clean assassination, like, you know, get in, get kill the guy and get out without like a whole lot of trouble. Um Well, you always get the trouble after you do the assassination. That, that I think that goes without saying But there is supposed to be a way to like do the assassinations without that. Like Cause there's you mean <clears throat> after you kill the guy isn't there the like thing and they give a town alert isn't there I think that always uh, happens isn't there an achievement for like getting in and getting out without any problems there's there's an achievement for getting in to, to oh, kill okay. the guy without is that's like blade in the crowd or something like that okay well then okay so then maybe just the getting in part is the part that like I mean then because uh I mean I know I always had trouble with the assassination parts like going around the city and doing the odd jobs and stuff I didn't really ever ever have any trouble but once the assassination part <clears> came. <throat> Like, it was just, like, it was not easy for me. Um, I did manage to get that achievement, but I didn't even realize I'd gotten the achievement. I think it was on the very first one, uh, which is, you know, obviously the easiest. But anyway, um, I was thinking about, like, a game like that versus, like, something like Hitman, where, um, especially... I was just going to say that. What's that? I said I was just going to say how how you made me want to play Hitman by talking about Assassin's Creed, but keep going. Like, I actually, I mean, I I played Hitman Blood Money, and I was just thinking about, like, the assassination elements between the two. How Hitman is definitely a better assassination game because you have so much time to, like, plan out exactly how you want to, you can pretty much walk anywhere, you know, you can, like, you can examine the entire situation and plan out a perfect assassination, and usually, and then you can, you know, get out without any trouble, um... And or you can you know try going in guns blazing if you want to, uh, but just yeah in terms of the assassination part like Hitman is just like centered around you being able to do these assassinations as perfectly as you want to, whereas I think Assassin's Creed was more centered around the world, um, and not so much the assassination. So I hope with Assassin's <clears throat> Creed 2 that they did put more thought into like you being able to plan out your assassination more perfectly, and get that hitman style feel of uh going through an assassination. I just wanted to right. say that. <laughs> the 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 one thing uh and I and I guess that's the <coughs> there there's such an element of um I don't know. I, I I think both games are kind of like, you know, when when people play them, they they play it because because they they, they find that they're badasses, right? It's yeah. like that element of that that rush that dude, I did this and I got out and like uh, you know, I did this to that guy. That's that's fucking right, dude. I shanked him with a blade in my in my wrist. <laughs> you know, uh, and I wear a hood, and I can jump into bales of hay. <laughs> it, but I I feel like in in Hitman, it because and, and maybe this is why um I I can't remember if was it Crispin, or was it um Mark McDonald? I can't remember. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, one of the the whichever EGM editor gave it a four. 
um, Assassin's, well, Assassin's Creed. Creed? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't remember. I, I I can't remember which one it was. I think it was either Crispin or Marvin. I'm not sure. Um, but um, like the repetitiveness of it that I've heard about. Okay. Uh, uh, so again, um, this is from EGM, and I didn't actually experience it, so I don't know. I can't validate whether or not I agree. You know, or, or I can't agree or disagree because I haven't played that far into the game yet. But um, I can see where that repetitiveness is kind of, um, or I, I should say the <coughs> the lack of the repetitiveness of that same repetitiveness in Hitman, because there's so many different ways to do it. Like, um, each mission is completely different, and I think one of my favorite ones was the Opera House in Blood Bunny. Yeah. Um, I think what I ended up doing was um, I took out uh, a bodyguard that was right next to the, um, what's it called? The, who was right next to the guy who was sitting in the box seat, right, in the middle. Yeah. And <clears throat> because he was taken out, I planted an explosive... Um, right on that wall, like the the wall next to him. So it was on the other side of the wall, but because it's an explosive, it's gonna it's it's gonna do him. It's gonna do him. It's gonna do him good. Um, <laughs> so I did that, and then I went down because you're uh, just for background, Al. You're supposed to assassinate uh some bigwig who's sitting in a box seat, and then you're yeah, also supposed you, to you describe this to me. Yeah, you're supposed to assassinate someone who is the lead actor or something like that. Right. Um, and um, what. What I tried to do was replace the pistol, uh, the prop pistol with a real one, but I always kept getting caught somehow. Right? I just kept on doing it wrong, so I was like, I was like, dude, fuck it. So I hid in the I hid in the actor's room, and so after a dress rehearsal, he came back into the room, and I and I, you know, <clears throat> I did the piano wire to him, and then I ran as fast as well, I didn't run, but I, I didn't run all the way, but like I I ran when I wasn't seen, right? So just to cut the time short, um, all the way out to the front door. Of the um, of the opera house, and I changed back into my suit, and right before I left the opera house, I clicked the explode button, and you heard a boom, and everyone was like, ah! It was like mission accomplished. I'm like, yes! It was like it's, 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 it's like it's kind of like th that iconic scene in any like action move, any like action movie with a badass where something blows up and he's just walking away in slow mo, yeah, like in front of the explosion. That's what it felt like, and you know that I guess is the type of thing that you can't really get out of Assassin's Creed unless, like you were saying, Pete, there is a way in and a way out. To, uh, there's a way to, to get in and out perfectly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I've only seen it where, you know, you, you get in perfectly, you get the kill, and then they're like, oh my god, and they all run after you. And in Hitman, it's like, dude, I'm just walking away from this explosion, and no one knows. No, no one knows. Um, so I, I do have a question about Assassin's Creed because I, I can't remember that much of it. Is there any, like, reputation that, that kind of follows through the game? Because you know how in Hitman you do have kind of a reputation that determines how um, how what you can buy in terms of your gear and all that stuff. The game just like uh, it, I mean, it just automatically each like as you progress further, the guards are automatically on a higher alert level. Um, right. Okay. So like, it's just built into the game. Like you know, not like where okay with the uh, with Hitman, uh, if you do a perfect you know assassination then like when you progress you don't really have like a, a high renown or anything like that so or like you, you know um what People was the... don't really know that much about you. right there was a there was a specific word i was looking for but i can't think of it but anyway uh yeah like you can go into the next mission without like really uh right. it being harder whereas in assassin's creed no matter what you do as you progress further in the game the city guards are always going to be on a higher alert. i see okay okay i got gotcha. you interesting 
And there isn't anything like, well, which is something I like about this game. Uh, there isn't any setback or any demerit for being found and things like that. Like, you know how in Metal Gear Solid, they'll track everything that happens and give you a rank at the end of the game? Um, I don't know if they give you a rank at the end of the game, do they, Pete? No. Good. So then they don't <laughs> give you a rank at the end of the game. So you can pretty much feel free to, like, screw with people and just, like, run around with alert on and... You know, what I like doing in Akra was I'll fight people or get an alert, then go on the rooftops and just keep <coughs> doing in the archers. As I'm running away, their backs are turned. So it's like, pow! You know, they they go down and then I'll keep running. And these guys are like climbing up the buildings trying to chase me. And then like, I might fight, stand by a fight a couple of seconds, and then go run more and get the next guy on the roof. Pow! And then keep doing that over and over again. But um, uh, I want to move on from that because yeah. uh, it's taking a long time on this. But the final <laughs> thing I played uh, today, I played uh, a lot of Madden 10 uh, around watching Dexter on um, Netflix. But um, I played my game in my online franchise and lost again. So now I'm 0-2. And uh, I'm just mad because I... Uh, the what? Uh, what? I don't know a lot about, like, the online franchise and stuff. Like, and obviously I don't know much about Madden because I, I haven't played Madden in forever. Which, by the way, I wanted to comment because you guys talked about, like, how some gamers, like, their last Madden game was, like, 95 or whatever. Like, that was so me. Like, I haven't, I haven't really <laughs> bought or played a Madden game since, like, the old school, like, Genesis Maddens. But um, with the uh, online franchise, like, is that something that, like, when you play a game, is it, like, it's logged, you can't, like, you know... Like you can't restart your franchise, can you? Like you're you're logged as those two losses. Oh yeah, online franchises, but it's a uh, franchise between a whole bunch of people. So, oh okay, so it's basically um, like have... just like a huge like it's like Madden MMO kind of thing. Not even MMO. It's like Madden uh, Fantasy Football. Okay. Where you know we got eleven people in our league, so they they take eleven of the thirty-two teams, and the rest are controlled by computer. Uh, we had a draft. And now we have all these teams that aren't actually the real teams that are in um, the NFL. They have a whole bunch of different players from all the different teams and whatnot. Uh-huh. And um, there was no preseason, unfortunately, because that would have helped a lot. Uh, but we went straight into week one, and now I'm in week two. <clears throat> the first week I played against somebody. He was pretty. <clears throat> we had a pretty close game. So then the second game, I actually played twice because I was really pissed off at the end of the game, and I quit. <laughs> and I'm like, if it records my score, it records my score. I don't care. But they have a record of how many times you started the game. Um, so then I started again. And <clears throat> I still lost like 44 to 20 or something like that. But the computer is just nuts. It's like, you know, it. I did a, 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 a kickoff return. 100 mm-hmm. yards, touchdown. Boom, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's right, motherfuckers in your face. And then right <laughs> after that, they do a one-play touchdown. <laughs> and I'm like, you motherfuckers, fuck you. <laughs> and, they were saying the same thing to you. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, it's really fucked up. And then then I was mad about that. And like, it's all right when I, I do it, but not when they do it. Well, of course it's all right. When <laughs> do it. But the thing is, like, I'm playing against a team that I'm supposed to be better than. <clears throat> right, right, right. I, I can't score, but that's because I, I suck at passing. But uh, I'm kind of getting better at that. <clears throat> I then created a regular franchise <clears throat> so it's just me and I played this morning and now I'm playing with the regular NFL teams in preseason though so preseason they do a lot of shuffling and 
it's not really playing against the real might of the team, but I beat Arizona. The real is, course, might of the team. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Arizona, of course, you know, I'm playing as the Steelers, my reference. So the first game of the season was the two people who played in the Super Bowl, Arizona and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. And I won. I won like, uh, I don't know what the score was. I think yeah. it was 10-7 or 10-17-7, something like that. But it wasn't that hard. They tried to be Superman at the end of the game, and I stopped them. But the computer has a bad habit of being Superman at the end of the game. Like, if they're losing, they'll just pull everything out, and then they'll, like, hold them to the wall. But if they're winning, they'll do everything they can to stop you, and then they'll hold them to the wall. Uh, so that that's all I'm pissed off about. <laughs> um, so now we can move on. Pete, if he has finished eating. Oh, yes, I'm done. Should, uh, what I were you go. eating? I'm hungry. What? What were you eating? I'm so hungry now. It's all your I fault. was eating pizza. Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, I Okay, playing. So, uh, I'll, start, I'll, start off, <laughs> I'll start off with Scribblenauts, because I said I would give a more in-depth impression after I played it more. Yeah. And, what? Yeah, you said yes. Oh, okay. Um... I don't know, like, how many of our listeners listen to other podcasts and stuff, or like, just have heard stuff about this game because, I'm like, sure both of them listen to everything out there. <laughs> over the past like couple weeks, you may have heard like other podcasts like complaining about the game, and I gotta say, like, the complaints are definitely spot on. Like, now that I've had time to play it more, um, the <laughs> problems that everyone is talking about with the game are definitely prevalent. Uh, like, when you first start the game, it's just a new experience, and you're like, oh, it's so cool, I can put in any word and solve these puzzles, and the puzzles are relatively easy, so you don't really run into the problems. The problems are mainly in the controls. Um, oh, okay. So, like, now that I'm into harder puzzles, I'm definitely noticing them, where, like, you will, uh, you'll, like, you'll know how to solve a puzzle or something, you'll put in the objects you need to do, and then the way the controls work is you everything is pretty much touchscreen. So you gotta like you hold onto the object on the touchscreen, you can drag it around the screen, but you also move your character by tapping on the screen. So oh. like you might try to touch the object and move it around and instead you miss touch. The guy like, goes then, to the object. Yeah, and the guy runs yeah. into like lava or something like that and dies. So it can get really tedious and frustrating when you keep like you have to, like, do all this meticulous, like, planning and setting up for a puzzle, and then, like, one wrong tap, and you have to restart the whole damn thing, because the guy ran off. Um, so, like, that is a major, major problem, and everyone has been talking about, it, like, it would have been such an easy problem to avoid if they had just put the control for your character on the D-pad, but they didn't, because I guess they felt like they wanted, like equal footing for lefties and righties, like, if everything's on the touchscreen, it doesn't matter what hand you use, but they could have used you know the d-pad or the face buttons for moving um so like it is really annoying uh then i've run into other things where it's just like certain like words just won't work which they really should i mean you you definitely start hitting <laughs> limitations in their dictionary <clears throat> even though there's twenty two thousand words like you might just happen to come up with the one word that like you know this item that will definitely work. solve this puzzle yeah. and it just and won't it be there it. Or Have you like, tried putting in Satan? Uh, well, yeah, I mean that I've done that before. Like, <laughs> like because on the title screen you can just mess around and put in words and let things interact with each other, which is kind of fun, but it's not long-lasting fun. Um, I mean, I am into the whole puzzle-solving thing. Like, I definitely like the puzzles. Uh, I just wish that like they were more refined. Yeah. Um, the controls especially, I mean, I can understand that the dictionary has to be somewhat limited, even though it is like a massive. Like, you are going to hit some limitations. Um. And I'm understanding of that. But then there's, like, other things, like, certain... Okay, 
you can make like okay here's a, here's some example of words you can make a ladder and it's a ladder you can make a bridge and it's a bridge then there's this thing where it's called a uh i think it's bridge ladder where it's a longer bridge and it's like flatter so like you can cr- like put it over cr- across a huge gap whereas like a regular bridge might not like fully cover a gap and it oh. might just fall through the gap but if you put like so if you put bridge ladder it'll come up if you put ladder bridge it doesn't so oh, like okay. right, you have to be ki- you have to be kind of precise and like I wouldn't have even known that object existed unless except for the fact that it was in another level and you can like when you see a new object you can like uh just like click on it and it'll tell you what the title what the name of it is I see okay. um but yeah so like there could be objects that I think aren't in the game because I'm putting in a certain like phrase or whatever and maybe I'm just putting it in wrong so like that's kind of annoyance too um I kind of wish that it would do things like uh for instance like if I wanted uh like let me see I'm trying to think of something like like uh evil genius <laughs> no well, I'm trying to think of like something like if you put in okay there's a level where there's this where there's uh Okay, there's a level where there's ice blocks, and I was just being silly, and I wanted to I wanted to see if there was a suit made of fire that I could put on, so I could just walk through the ice blocks. Um, fire so I suit. Put, I put in fire suit, and instead of like just being like, it, I wish the game would be like, no, this object doesn't exist. But what it does is it just takes the last part of the word, like, because I put fire dash suit, so it took it gave me a suit. Now there could possibly be such a thing as a fire suit in there but because of the way the game works sometimes if you put dashes it'll just take all, like part of the word and give you that item um so it, it's it's just little little like tedious or like you know annoying things like that that kind of so like it just gave you a suit yeah like a tuxedo oh. <laughs> um it was made a of fire good that's what it was <laughs> yeah i would um, laugh if they give you a fireman's uniform though yeah, like or something like that. Like that would have been like uh, I think there was that a level where I tried to yeah. give myself. Uh, um, oh, you know, I think I tried to give myself gloves for something. What was? It? Or oh no, I tried to give myself uh, like um, weighted boots. I think for something uh, like cement boots or something. You know, like to like sink down in water, and it just gave me a pair of regular old boots. <laughs> mm. Or uh, like uh, moon shoes. You know, like something with like a like to let me jump high or something, and just give me a regular pair of shoes. Now, like maybe there cement is such shoes? an object. What? Did you try cement shoes? I don't remember what I tried because that was a while ago that that puzzle I did that puzzle. But I'm just saying, like there could actually be these objects in the game, and I just don't realize it because I'm putting in the wrong words. All right. Right. Um, so like it'd be better if the game had a had more like feedback as to like no this word that you're putting in this object that you want doesn't exist or like if you put in partial it should give you a full list like if I put in cement it it only give me like a couple options or actually it might just give me cement because like if the word exists it just automatically throws it into the game um if there's variations on the word it might give you some options or if you misspell a word it'll be like it'll give you like three two to three options of what you might want it. But, like, I wish there was a search option, like, put in half a word or something, and then it'll give you a full list of words that you could have meant. This way you can scroll through and be like, ah, there's the object I want. Sure. Um, so there's just little things like that that they could have definitely refined the game and made it a much more enjoyable experience. I'm definitely going to finish it because I do like solving the puzzles, even though sometimes it can get very frustrating. Um, but it's not the type of game that I think I'm going to keep playing once I finish. Um, whereas when I first got it, I was like, oh, this game's awesome, you know, I'll want to play it forever, blah, 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 but that was just, you know, the honeymoon phase, and now that that's over, yeah, I definitely can cherry. 
And what? now you see, I said, you pop the cherry, and now you see all the nasty things underneath. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, <laughs> last week I said that if you were interested in the game, it's definitely worth it. This week I'll say definitely uh, research. The, if, if you haven't already bought the game, uh, especially based on my last week's recommendation, um, you might want to research it a little bit before you decide to invest in it. Because, like, I don't know, this game... It might not be for everyone now <clears throat> that I've played it more. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's it for Scribble Knots. Uh, you is a misleading bastard. I am. Well, you know, it's like, it's hard <laughs> to give kidding. a full impression when you've only played, like, maybe, like, a half hour, hour tops of a game. Like, uh, and kidding. any game, usually within the first, like, hour, you're all about it until you start seeing all the flaws. Um, about it. So, other games I've been playing, um, I actually got back into Mass Effect. Because, you know, Mass Effect 2 is going to be coming out some, supposedly early next year. And uh, I want to have a like a save file to, to carry over. Because uh, I did play Mass Effect way back when it first came out. And mm. um, I had a, a Shepard that I was happy with and that I was going to carry over into the sequel. But then, uh, long story short, that Xbox got you know sold or whatever happened with that one. And like I don't have that <laughs> file anymore. So I have to basically start over. Uh so what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to keep I'm going to play to try to get all the rest of the achievements because I had about half of the achievements in the game so I want to get the full thousand which I, I, looking at the achievements I know I can do it'll just take a couple playthroughs um, but then I'll have a couple different uh, characters that I can transfer over into the sequel um, like I can have my renegade character and then my paragon character and stuff um, <clears throat> some uh I, I just some I guess I mean I'm not gonna go into too much impre- too much in impressions because like I mean it's an older game and like most people probably have played it already but uh, not me you never played it I played it for like five minutes. <coughs> not me but I haven't played it yet oh my god you guys should totally that game is so awesome like I love it uh I mean you guys are into Bioware games right like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that uh, yeah, I can't I've never it. played a single Bioware game in my life and I want to but I just haven't well I would definitely recommend playing Mass Effect because I mean like, at least Mass, Mass Effect uh, is good for, I think, people like us because it has the action element, um, <clears throat> which definitely, like, helps keep a nice balance between action and the role-playing part. Um, and the action part can be pretty challenging. Uh, like, some of the shooting sequences can be pretty tough. I mean, I've definitely died a bunch of times and, like, had to reload. There are some problems with the game's uh, save system. Um, if you end up playing it ever, you'll definitely want to turn off autosave and make sure to save frequently because uh, the autosave is is like busted. Um, is but, that uh, on PC? Uh, I'm not sure about the PC okay. version. Um, I mean, if you yeah, if you have a PC capable of running it, you definitely probably want to play it on PC. Uh, I don't I don't know if the achievements are on PC though. I'm sure they probably are. Mm, um, I don't think so. But um, if I mean like with PC version, you're gonna like if you if you end up playing it and then loving it, you know, you're probably gonna want the sequel. Uh, right when it comes out, which I'm sure it's just gonna be 360 for a while first before it comes out on PC, and like, yeah, obviously if you play it on PC, you won't be able, to, and then you decide, oh, I love this so much, I want to get it on 360. Day it comes out, you won't have your character transfer over, which isn't the end of the world. You can just start a new character, but I do like games that let you transfer stuff from an original to a sequel. Uh, so anyway, uh, what I was gonna say is that yeah, like. For people who haven't played it like you guys, I definitely recommend it. It's an awesome game. And for people who have played it before, like if it's been a while and you like were thinking, oh, I might as well go back and play it, it definitely holds up on a second playthrough. I mean, like I kind of already know 
like how everything plays out and everything, but it's still just a fun-ass game to play. Um, and uh, a good thing is that, like, I didn't realize this, but uh, the achievements that you earn give you, like, actual bonuses for your next playthrough. Like, uh, for instance, like, I got this one achievement on my first playthrough um, when I played the game forever ago that uh, I beat, I finished the game with, uh, your character has health and shields, so, like, I finished the game having taken more shield damage than health, I believe. It's an it's an achievement for taking, like, get having taken less health damage than shield damage or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then on your next playthrough, you get actually a bonus to your health regeneration or something like that. I don't remember the exact specifications of the, like, bonus, but it's something like that. Um, and I was worried that, like, these bonuses wouldn't actually affect me because I didn't have my old save, but apparently it just noticed that I have those achievements and that's all that matters. So, like, I'm getting all these bonuses for this playthrough. When I get more achievements, I'll get more bonuses for my next playthrough. Um, so yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, the game is still awesome, and, uh, I love the Mass Effect universe, uh, <clears throat> like, I mean, it might be a stretch to say that, like, you know, it's, like, as detailed as something like the Star Wars universe, um, it definitely isn't, at least but not yet. they put yet. a lot of time into it, I know, right? Yeah, BioWare definitely invested a lot of time into cr- crafting this universe, and it like it comes across in a way like something like Star Wars did, where it's like they don't just like shove all this stuff down your throat. It's like you're just taking play your your character taking part of this universe that's already existing, and like there's the information there for you if you want in, it. But in like that codex, it's, right? In the central yeah, codex or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So like. It's not like they have to set up the entire universe for you. You can just play through the story and just take it for granted that, you know, this is just the way things are. Or you can delve into all the backstory of the universe. And then there's, you know, the books that they have out, which I have the first book that came out. And yeah, I, I was going to ask if you read that. Yeah, It's not, like, the best writing ever, but it, but it definitely... sets things up. Yeah, it definitely is interesting in that, like, it expands on the universe and... um. It's uh if you are into if you play the game and you're into it at all then you'll love the book like I absolutely love the book uh especially because it takes some characters from the game and gives them an, an additional backstory which makes it really interesting uh dealing with those characters in the game then um and like you know if they keep this going they, there's a second book out which I haven't read yet and you know they're gonna do the sequel and stuff and if they keep this going they could end up with like a very detailed universe that like I'm hoping one day they make into an MMO MMO um. Because it definitely sounds like they'll have the foundations for one. Um, Alright, so yeah, but uh, Mass Effect, I've been playing that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. uh, other stuff, uh, I think there's like two other things I wanted to mention. Um, first would be uh, Half-Life 2 Episode 1. Uh, I <laughs> I tried playing that a long time ago, um, and I lost my save file for that halfway through, oh. so I kind of I never went back to it. Um until just this past week, I finally went back and played through the whole thing. Uh, part of the reason I did that is because uh, the pod, the Rebel FM podcast, uh, which is Anthony Gallegos and uh, like some other people of his, Tyler Barber Arthur and Geese. Arthur Geese, uh, for those who know them. Um, anyway, they also do this other podcast, uh, which is like a backlog pod or uh, what's a game club uh, where they play older games and then discuss them. So that's kind of game- like what we do all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, their game club game right now is uh, the Half-Life 2 uh, and its episodes. So I wanted to try to get through them because I like listening to them discuss it, but I didn't want, like, I didn't want episode 2. Like, I already know enough spoilers about episode 2. I didn't want to have the whole thing spoiled for me. So I figured you got to hurry up and get through episode 1 and episode 2 before they get to that point in their podcast. Um, they stretch them out over a couple of weeks, so I still got, like, two weeks before they get to episode 2. 
Uh, but yeah, I just like needed to get through these games. Um, and I'm glad I played through episode one, and uh, I'll hopefully get to episode two before you know they get to that on their podcast. But uh, as far as episode one goes, um, I can uh, real quick just uh, I can see the improvements over the original Half Life two, uh, like the original release, um, especially in uh, like uh, Alex the your co-op partner person who's not you know your AI co-op partner, uh, she is definitely more of a character in this game where like in the first one she was there but like she wasn't there with you for most of it and like when she showed up like it i mean people say you know they feel a connection to her and stuff but like that connection definitely gets more prevalent in episode one because she's with you throughout the pretty much the entire thing there's only a few parts where you're separated um and even then you're not really fully separated for long uh so she's like constantly like not constantly she's she's talking to you frequently and uh just little things happen that like really give her character and like make the game great like there's this one specific example i want to talk about where um you're just in this uh like these i think it's a parking garage area or a sewer area i can't remember but it's it's pretty much pitch black uh, oh so god have, i hate that area <laughs> you have to rely on your flashlight and one time like i had to turn off my flashlight to conserve the battery um or like not conserve like to recharge the battery and while the flashlight was off she like I didn't know it was her, but, like, I just hear this, like, weird moaning sound, like, the zombies make and stuff, but it was yeah. off a little bit. It sounded weird, and I was like, oh, great, you know, I thought something was attacking me, and, like, my flashlight was off, and I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, and then, like, I hear it's silent, and then I hear her giggle and go, gotcha. Yeah, and I, I was remember like, oh, that. That's, yeah, 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 that was good. That was so <laughs> awesome, because um, she definitely did get me. I was like, it definitely freaked me out, and then yeah. um, there's just little things like that, and, uh, yeah, so she they definitely gave her more character, and I can't wait to get to episode two and see like how much more there is of that um and also something i didn't remember about the half-life series is that they definitely have a lot of like like jump scares like i mean it's not even like stuff that's like meant to be like scary but like just the fact that you'll turn a corner and there'll be like a zombie or a combine soldier right there in your face yeah like i'll I'll always do that i'll turn a corner and be like ah fucker um and then you know just like blast with my shotgun and like you know breathe afterwards but uh yeah, I don't know. The game was it was really good. Um, I'm glad that it was short enough that I basically played from beginning to end in one complete sitting mm. um, because that allowed me to finish it. If I had to stop at some point and come back later, you know, it could have been one of those things where, like, oh, I'll get back to it and never really do. Assassin's Creed. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I am glad that it is, like, consumable in one sitting. Um, right. Whereas, like, half, the original Half-Life 2 was so long that, like, that definitely took, like, multiple... Like I can't imagine playing through the the entire Half Life Two game original yeah, game in one no sitting. No way, that was like a ten to fifteen hour thing for me. Yeah. Um. um episode so yeah. two, but really quick, the episode two is actually substantially, uh, at least in my experience, was substantially longer than episode one, where I think episode one, uh, had me in it for maybe three hours, right? And then episode two had me in it for maybe five to six. Uh, well, I, my final but it's still it's, it's so much was... better in my opinion than episode one in so that that like it's worth it it's worth it to sit there yeah. and try to get through it. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say my final time count on episode one was four and a half. Um, okay, I, I can't remember completely. It might have been that something closer to that too. Well, no, yeah, people say you know generally episode <coughs> one takes between like th- I think they say it takes between three and five hours depending on like you know how good you are and I'm just bad at games. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Are you but uh, there are some things like uh, about it that like 
um, okay, just again to reference another podcast, uh, Arthur Geese on Rebel FM talked about, well, on their game club when they were talking about, mentioned how the Half-Life series can, like, it's got, like, you know, rather simple puzzles and stuff, or just, like, simple things that, like, when you realize you're doing something wrong, it makes you feel, like, so stupid. And it's not the mm-hmm. game's fault. You just feel so stupid for not mm-hmm. realizing it, because, like, Half-Life is definitely a guided experience. Like, you know, they definitely are masters of tunneling you towards where you need to go. Um, so when you like, without making are, it blatant, yeah. But like, so then when you get lost, you're like, why the fuck am I lost? I shouldn't be lost. And that happened to me at the end of episode one. Like, I don't want to give any spoilers for people who haven't played it. But there's a like part that. where you're fighting something large, and yeah, like I couldn't figure out like this thing uh, basically creates a path for you, and it was just one of those instances instances where I didn't look in that direction. So I kept running around everywhere else trying to figure out where I was supposed to go and trying to fight this thing. And you're not supposed to fight it just yet because I don't think you can actually kill it at that point. And then, like, after, like, many reloads, I, like, just happened to glance over. And I was like, oh, look, a path opened up. And I felt so stupid. <laughs> I forget um, which section you're talking about, but I do remember. I, I definitely have that sensation throughout a lot of Half-Life experiences. It's just like, did I... Look everywhere that I need to in order to solve this puzzle. Oh, I guess I didn't, but yeah, it, it, it's it makes me feel dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> um. All right. So yeah. Uh. And then I'll talk about Half Life Two after I get through that. Uh. So the other thing I played, I like, I've been trying to avoid purchasing some games because uh, by the time people hear this, it won't matter anymore. But Direct to Drive is having these. It's an you know an online digital distribution website for PC games. Uh. They're having a anniversary sale where it's like every week they're releasing a, a genre of games like for for sale for five dollars. Like right now, if I wanted, which I'm really trying to avoid, I can pick up stuff like Civ Four, <coughs> uh, Neverwinter Nights Two, and one of his expansions. And uh, I, I like uh, Sid Meier's Railroads. Like those four games I want, and they're only five dollars a piece. And it's only till uh, till the twenty eighth. And then they'll switch to a different genre of games, and like those will no longer be available for five dollars. Um, so like, I'm like, it's only five dollars, but like then as they start piling up, it becomes more than just five dollars. And like, I want to buy it because it's like I can get the game for five dollars even if I don't play it that much. But like, I really got to watch where I'm spending money too. So it's like, I don't know. I'm like going back and forth and trying not to <coughs> buy it. Uh, so oh, in the meantime, tap a shot. What's that? I, I said give GameTap a shot, at, at the very least, so you have, like, you know... I, it's not the best implementation in the world, but, I mean, it, it has stuff like Civ 4 on it, and it's... Well, I, and that's where I'm actually... That's where I was playing uh, Hitman Blood Bunny off of was GameTap, so... I mean, oh, I, I, the, well, the only... I, you know, obviously the only problem is that you have to keep on paying subscription fee and you don't own right. the game, but still, like, if you're trying to... I've used GameTap before, I mean, like, I've played... Uh, I, I've played... I've, <laughs> I've owned and played Civ 4 before, and I've played uh, Railroads before. The only one ah. I haven't really played before is Neverwinter Nights 2. Um, and so, like, I know I'd be happy with these games, and purchasing them wouldn't be a problem. It's just a matter of, like, I'm trying to avoid spending money. Sure, um, right. So like that's that's where the yeah problem comes in and uh, yeah like I wouldn't want to do game tap subscription fee I'd rather just purchase it and own it, um, but uh, plus there's also my whole you know any digital games I want on Steam like I don't want to ha- start having right. all these different downloadable <laughs> games from different sources right um, but uh so anyway in the in the in my interest of trying to avoid spending money I've been uh, checking out some mods for uh for source the source engine um. So I played uh, this. I played. There's a mod, uh, GoldenEye Source, which is 
for people who remember the N64 GoldenEye, it's basically that on the Source engine. So, like, uh, it's actually really cool. Um, I mean, I don't know how accurate it is to the, to the original, like, the level layout, since, like, because I played on a few levels, uh, Pyramid, uh, Facility, and Complex, um, and from what I remember, they, they seemed exact, you know, exact replicants of those levels, uh, the, the, um, the gun plays a little different, because uh, in the original GoldenEye, there was no, you know, <clears throat> there's no vertical look, right, it was all horizontal, right, um, uh, no, 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 it was vertical look, it was there was vertical look, there definitely was vertical look, oh, there was, I didn't yeah. remember, um, Okay, well, anyway, like, I mean, obviously this is a little bit more fast, because I know it was slow, at least. <laughs> yes. And this is definitely fast-paced, because you're playing on PC, on a Source engine, mouse and keyboard, so everything's very, very, very much speeded up. But, like, it was just so chaotic, and it reminded me, like, just, you know, of, like, old-school deathmatch games, just running around, and, like, like, I was literally laughing while playing. Like, I was just having such a blast. Right. Um, And, like, you know, you get, like, a bunch of people in the room, like, in a room and just like blasting each other and stuff and it's just it was so much fun i would definitely like to play more of it and maybe get some people into it uh so uh i mean you can just probably google goldeneye source and find a place to download it and it's a simple download and then you know like it has a self-installer so it's not like you have to like know how to install mods or anything right and then when you start up your steam it's just listed right there in your steam games goldeneye source uh i think it's in a beta right now so there's not many like servers running but there was at least I found a server with like uh, at least 10 people in it so it was like a decent sized game for you know for a game that usually originally only had 4 people um, 10 people in a GoldenEye game is pretty good uh, and it has all the game modes like Man with the Golden Gun and things like that so right, right. it's just uh, it's a lot of fun uh, I highly recommend it to people who liked GoldenEye and who have <coughs> Half-Life 2 and can play mods um, so I think that's it. I'm gonna shut up about what I've been playing now because we've been talking about what we've been playing for a while, and Austin Holy still has shit. to go. It's been an hour. Wow. That's... I well, luckily for you folks, I haven't been playing much. I've been in training for work for a while, and um, I just haven't had time to play anything. I mean, it's not that much different from my normal weeks. But um, I did bring um, Final Fantasy V Advance with me because it's it's high time that I fucking finish that thing, and it's. You know, ridiculous that I've had it for this amount of time, and I haven't even gotten past the pirate ship, which is like in the first couple hours of the game. Mm-hmm. So I finally got past that. Got past that part, and um, I'm at a point. Well, I was uh, before I played it the second time this past week. I, I was <clears throat> I was at a point where uh, I had to get to the um, the flying dragon dude thing. The flying dragon do thing. What the flying dragon, and um, it, you know he's on top of a mountain, and you have to you know climb the mountain to get to him. And there's a town, kind of in between where you sh- where where the pirate ship crashes, and um, and the mountain. I totally passed the town. I totally didn't realize it was there. And so I went up, and then like I'm fighting, and I'm I'm going through, and I'm like healing, and I'm like looking at my shit, and I'm like, wait a second, I need to uh, recover some MP. Because, you know, I wasn't able, to, uh, like, I had only taken a, you know, um, a tent to, to heal before I hit the mountain. I didn't actually go to town to buy anything. Like I said, I skipped it uh, without realizing it. And so, like, I'm, I'm fighting through this mountain. I'm like, this is a, this game is a lot harder than, than I remember. What? This is really hard. This isn't supposed to be that hard. What the hell is going on? And then I stepped on a poison plant. Aww. And and my whole party got poisoned. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What, what are we doing here? And I'm like, I go to my inventory to get an antidote. And I have, like, one. 
So I'm like, oh, shit. And so, <clears throat> so I'm fighting through the mountain, and I'm like, my hit points are like just dwindling, and, and, and I finally get to a save point, I use my tent, um, which, you know, thank God they had that stupid save point there, because there's a boss right before you get to the dragon. And so I got the dragon, <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, I got the dragon, blah, 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 I survived this ordeal, and I flew south, and I saw the town sitting right there, and I'm like, uh, were you there that whole time? <laughs> Could I have gone to you for supplies? Why did I not go to you for supplies? I'm a fucking idiot. And I turned the game off. I saved it. I turned it off. I'm like, fuck it. I, 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 enough. I'm sick of this. And not, not because it's the game's fault, but because I felt like an idiot. So I turned it off. Um, but yes, that's all I've been playing. Hey, you run a video game podcast, right? Yeah. Do you play video games? No. Not really. <laughs> not anymore. All right, let's move on to the news. Oh, I I don't know if you saw the oh, chat. I forgot I'm sorry. something I played. <laughs> forgot, forgot something. I, I completely... Yes. This is this is my running gag every week. <laughs> that I forget By the something. Way, I'm eating breakfast and I forgot something. <laughs> okay, actually I forgot two things, but I'll go I'll go quick because they're both demos. Uh, I tried the Forza Three demo on. Um, wait, what? Don't worry about that. Okay. Um, I tried the <laughs> I tried the Forza Three demo on the 360, obviously, and I was sad that they didn't like have like painting in the demo because I mean. That's what I really love about the Forza games is the painting. Obviously, what what would be the point of them having the painting in a demo? But still, yeah. I would like to mess around with it. Um, so, but it's just a, a few cars and one race. Uh, but I mean, it's it's more Forza, and it. it I, I remember I don't remember how good Forza Two looked, but this game looks amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's Forza. So I mean, if you were into Forza Two, then you'll be into Forza Three. I just can't wait to start painting because that was my favorite part of the game. Um, and uh, I tried this demo for this game, this PC game called Cities XL. Uh, it's basically the new SimCity. Um, it's oh. like, it's super simulation and super hardcore though. Uh, like, it uses a, I mean... <clears throat> City extra large. Sorry. It's it's Sim City on an MMO scale almost. It's like it uses a full planet and like you're playing like I, I don't know exactly because I only got to I only got through the tutorial so far, um, but uh, as far as I gather, you're you pick a spot on the planet and make your city, but then you can visit other people's <clears throat> cities and do trades with them and like I don't know work out blueprints or something with them. I don't know. It seems like really in depth and and crazy with the online stuff. But uh, as far as the city building aspect goes, it, it's uh, it's basically SimCity. I mean, you make you know your residential zones, your industrial zones, things like that, and then you got to do all the city management, like uh, you know, make sure everybody's happy, you know, watch pollution, watch power, things like that. Um, there's definitely a lot more uh, in depth, like um, I, I don't want to call them tech trees, but you know, like development stuff. Like, uh, like what kinds of things you can build and develop and things like that. <clears throat> um, the road building is, like, especially cool because, like, you can really, uh, like, you can really, s s like, you don't have to make square boxes as you did, like, with, you know, the original SimCity and okay. some of the other SimCity. Nice. It doesn't have to look like a grid. Right, you can right. definitely make interesting, like, interesting and realistically shaped cities. Um, the only thing is that it might actually be a little too in depth for someone like me now, because I mean yeah. I was way into SimCity way back when, but like I might be over <laughs> that whole like hardcore like uh ty I don't want to call it tycoon, but hardcore you know development type game where it's like you have to monitor every little aspect of everything, or your city fails <laughs> and you're 
terrible <laughs> mayor. Wait, yeah. so is this a um, <coughs> is this a Maxis product or is it, is it just? No, it's uh, developed by some company called Monte Cristo, which I never actually heard of before. I've heard, this. Of, I've heard of them. I can't remember what else they did though. Um, but uh, it, it's basically just considered a spiritual successor. I mean, because okay. you know, Maxis went on and did SimCity Societies, which was like <laughs> a a lighter version of SimCity, and this is like a more hardcore version of SimCity. So if you were one of those people who were sad that, you know, SimCity Societies came out instead of the next actual SimCity, this might actually be something that you'd be into. Sure. I would recommend trying the demo, but unfortunately, with the way Austin puts these podcasts up, the uh, game will actually probably be released, <laughs> yeah. and the demo will no longer be available. Well, I, I mean, they might have a demo afterwards, but right now, it says that the because it has an online portion, you have to actually like download the demo and then register online. And when I did all that, it said that this version can only connect. You have to be connected to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says that this version can only connect until the end of the month, and then it will no longer be uh, available to work. And then the game releases on October eighth. So yeah, by the time you hear this, you probably can't get the demo anymore. <laughs> um, you will never hear this podcast if you hear this right <laughs> now. It is a miracle. But there might still be a demo out there. If nothing else, uh, you can just Google Cities XL or Monte Cristo, whatever, and like, oh, Monte Cristo might bring up other stuff. Cities Uh, extra large. (laughs) Um, But uh, there's like videos on their site and screenshots and stuff, so you can kind of get an idea what the game's about. It's basically like if you, like I said, if you wanted a more hardcore version of SimCity, then this game might be for you. It actually, I don't think it's for me. I'm going to try more of the demo when I get a chance, but uh, like, yeah, it's it's a good game for what it is. Mm. And that's that's it. I'm definitely done now. I'll shut the fuck up. Cities extra large. Monte okay, Cristo. Monte Cristo XL. X, 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 L. Monte Cristo, like you've never seen him before. <laughs> Viagra. Extra large. Okay, moving on to the news. We're on to the news, and um, stuff is happening. There seems to be a lot of uh, weird Wii stuff going on. Not weird, but um, some interesting Wii stuff going on. And I think, by the again, as Pete mentioned, by the time this episode gets put up, like this will be old hat like that. But the, we, we have, um, I'm not going to talk about it yet, but we have that weird um, drug bust where the cops are playing. On the, uh, I yeah. read about that. It's so fucking ridiculous. But anyway... Um, yeah, uh, so the, the first story, and, and all the news comes from Al this week, by the way, so thank you for putting that together. Yeah. Um, Joyride cruising this holiday. So it looks like there is a uh, – uh, wow, because I, I didn't hear about this until you you know posted this link. That, but Oh, I thought you were going to talk about me thinking that the game was out when, right after Yeah, the I remember that, you bastard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, the free th- this this free to play online game on Xbox Live, and the, uh, it's microtransactions board obviously, but like um, 
I can't remember how how much we talked about this uh, before when Al fooled Pete, but um, <laughs> <coughs> but like no, I, I I just feel like um I guess it just it's just it's just an odd thing for me to see, uh, and not in a bad way, just odd because you never really think of you never really think of a platform holder offering a completely free experience that you know of course you have to. It, there's some things you pay for, but right. Right. You know, I, it's... I'm starting to see now with um, the new shit that they put into mm. the marketplace that NXE is another example of something that's free to use technically, and um, it's supported by microtransactions uh, other than themes, because now you have avatar um, clothing and you have props that if if you don't get it from the game itself, you have to pay for it in the um, in the marketplace, and that it did. Ugh. I can't see myself doing it, but I see a lot of people on my friends list doing it. I almost did. They had a lot of. Cool I stopped stuff myself, I but do. I almost did. Yeah. 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 Okay, so yeah. let's see. Um, <laughs> well, actually, no. You know what? I, I'm I'm completely wrong because or stupid because. Right here in Tom's first paragraph of the GameSpot article, he he brings up one versus one hundred, which I think is free, right? Or is it? Yeah, no, it's it. Well, it's free if you have a gold account. Like, I mean, okay. well, you can't play if you have silver. So right, 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 right. But technically, like in terms of like, you don't have to buy. Um, <coughs> you don't have to buy one versus one hundred. You just have access to it. Right it's there. Right. Right. So, um, okay, so this is a. Online multiplayer. It's so so. It's just a racing game. This thing and a stunt game. The stunt the video game. Okay. they showed way back at E3 or whatever it was definitely made me think. It's like it's the 360s version of something like Trackmania. I mean, oh, it's a little bit more cartoony. Okay, but okay. it definitely seemed like that kind of like crazy over the top stunt driving racing type thing. I heard Trackmania was great, but I never tried it. Yet. Trackmania is great. All of them. There's a free version of it. I know. I heard it um, was it like Trackmania Universe or something like that. Trackmania like Nations, I think. Yeah. I have it on Steam. I mean, you can, <coughs> I think you can just search for it on Steam and find the free version. And like, I would definitely. I mean, anyone who might be interested, definitely check out the free version because I mean, it'll get you hooked. And mm-hmm. then uh, they're they they did announce. I think this past week that uh, Trackmania Two is being worked on, which is actually like it's actually like Trackmania like six or something, but it's like the first official one titled two. Um, but uh. Yeah, like I'll definitely be probably be buying that when it comes out because Trackmania is awesome. Hmm. I got it. But anyway, yeah, that's what this seems like. So I'm actually interested in this game because of that. I definitely got to try that sometime. Uh, Before we move on to the next story, Trackmania. So the system requirements on that puppy, like, is is Um, is it a nicely scalable game? Like, because now now I'm thinking, I'm here with my laptop. Why don't I give it a shot? You could probably play it on your laptop. I mean, it's 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 just you and a track. I mean, like it's and the graphics aren't like super high end or anything. I mean, you could probably like bump it up and make it look really pretty, but you can also probably scale it down. And I mean, I was playing it on uh, I don't remember like it was like some old ass Dell computer. Like when I w- lived in Pennsylvania and worked at the tuxedo shop there, I was playing it on the work computer, which like couldn't run anything basically, but it was able to run Trackmania. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty scalable. I, I definitely think you'll be able to run it on your laptop. Uh, probably if you can run something like, let's just say like, okay, World of Warcraft, you know, that pretty much runs on anything now. Okay. If, so 
If you can run World of Warcraft, you could probably run Trackmania. You could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? I just... Is it the pizza uh, that, that 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 enhances how my jokes sound to you? No, um, <laughs> that I just—that's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, what, was there something else we were supposed to talk about? Joyride. What, what, why is this even here? Just because it's coming out. When is it coming out? Al, Al, Al can uh, can can elaborate on that since he is the newsmeister. Is there anything else to talk about? Or should we? Uh... No, it, the actual reason for bringing it up is that it's coming out holiday two thousand and nine. Okay, so Joyride is coming out holiday 2009 instead of May 2009, which is when Al fooled Pete into thinking that it was coming out. And that's yeah. pretty awesome because Al fooled Pete. And now, I don't think it was May. I think it was, I think it was June. Uh, uh, yeah, June. <laughs> I'm I think, sorry. Yeah. I think I was living here in Boston when I got fooled. I keep thinking that uh, E3 was in May because when I went, it was in May. Whatever. Next. Next. Well, speaking of things that can be downloaded, um, there's a rumor. Ooh, I like this rumor. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> there's a rumor that PlayStation 2 and Dreamcast games are coming to the PlayStation Network. Um, never mind the fact that, you know, Sony should probably step up its game and try to compete on the backwards compatibility and in terms of saying, okay, Microsoft, do you have your Xbox originals? Well, fuck you. We've got, you know, a whole shitload of games for the PS2. Um that we that we can offer downloadable like like right off the bat but what really excites me about this is um the dreamcast stuff um i i there's a smattering of dreamcast stuff on game tap and i haven't even bothered to download it because it's just like i i don't know how it would run on my pc but or, or how the emulation is but <clears throat> like i still have my dreamcast you know um but i, I don't know if i I'm starting to 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 get the whole you know old games on download thing because it's like I I don't want to fish out in the old stuff and you know I know it's not sitting in a box in mothballs or anything but still it's like you have to go find the shit and then you have to pull it out and then you have to set it up on your TV or VGA box which I have and it's just if I could just have it all in once which is which is kind of stupid actually because my PS3 is not hooked up to the network. So it doesn't even make sense for me to be complaining about that, but still. Um, I It'd be nice to be able to play that stuff on the HDTV. Um, actually, I have a question. Al, have you been, you, you've been playing your Dreamcast on that new TV, right? Yeah, I played it on that one day. <clears throat> Are you using, you using the VGA box? No, I can't. It doesn't work with the TV. Oh, weird. Yeah, it, the, the, I guess so there. it's just a signal yeah. that it's not compatible yeah. with. Yeah, so I yeah I'd like to see all that old Dreamcast stuff in HD. It'd be nice. Um, yeah, except they have a picture of an old Sonic game mm-hmm. in the Sonic article. Too. Um, blah blah blah. Let's see. Big announcement we've heard. Now this is still just a rumor. Let me see. Um, bogus or not bogus? They uh, Tom, Tom, um, Tom's verdict on the bogus or not bogus says this. The document itself hasn't because apparently there was this document that was leaked or something, but. The document itself has an air of authenticity to it, if only because of its stuffy corporate annotations. Further, the information contained in the document itself all seems entirely plausible, and in some cases has already come to pass, looking not bogus. And that would be very nice for me. The minutes of that document say, if we provide a list of DC titles, SCEA will let us know which ones they're interested in having exclusively. If we give them a long period of exclusivity, they'll give us more marketing support. Um, then they also have, uh, 
let's see, they plan, they, according to the document, they plan on launching, um, Bayonetta January 5th with a demo coming around Christmas. Uh, Devil May Hair. They may, That's pretty much what it is. Japanese releases of Yakuza could be on PSN under a special Japanese import section with price points ranging from 10 to $40. <clears throat> You said and, the Japanese release? Yeah. So so you basically be playing it in Japanese. Probably. But you get to hear the original voices, at least. Uh, and then Sega also allegedly floated the idea of issuing a Sonic Anniversary Collection, which would see all previously released Sonic games being compiled on one Blu-ray disc for around $100. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Wow. This is just, obviously, this is, most of this is just them just spitballing ideas during a meeting. Yeah. And then putting it on paper and then it getting leaked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, I would definitely be all about the, at least, the, I mean, the Dreamcast stuff, there might be a few games they might buy, but out of the huge PS2 library, if they can put out some games, like, that are hard to find, like, I've been looking for a copy of, uh, Eco, Ico, however you want to say it, mm-hmm. uh, for a long time, and, you know, it's really hard to find that game, like, I mean, I could just go online and probably find it, but, like, Whenever I'm in a GameStop, I usually ask them, hey, do you have a used copy of this? And obviously not, because nobody would ever trade that game in. They might have it in New um, York. Um, I mean, I don't know how what, when the next time I'm going into a GameStop is, but I might, you know, take a look. Well, I'm hoping that, like, I mean, I won't, I'm hoping it won't be necessary to have a physical copy, because if they do just release it, or, like, well, specifically with that, I'm hoping that they'll do, like, some sort of, like, uh, <laughs> package of that and Shadow of the Colossus, you know, with the upcoming release of uh, Last, Last Guardian. Guardian. Um, but, uh, I mean, just games like that in general, games that are hard to find, you know, like, if they, you know, decide to put them out on as downloads, then it won't matter anymore. Right, of course. But then there's, a, you know, the problem with the... Uh... <clears throat> Uh, financial feasibility of it, and you never know what's up with that. But um, you know, speaking of economic or financial feasibility, uh, yeah, drug bust turns into a Wii Sports Marathon. Let's go. Wait, what? Did you? Oh, okay. There was it, the the news is listed weird in the chat. Oh, you're listed weird I in was... the chat. Face. Go ahead. Yeah, drug bust. Drug bust. Austin, go for it. <clears throat> yes, speaking of yeah, no segue. So um basically, um cops raided this house, you know, it was a drug bust. What it is what it is. But the dude or the uh 43-year-old man. Okay, so let me just read the top paragraph to get the get the <laughs> um actually this is a really short thing, so I'll just read the entire thing. In March, Florida police raided the home of a 43-year-old man and found drugs, weapons, stolen property, and a Wii. According to a report from the local NBC News affiliate, a security camera caught multiple detectives playing Wii Sports Bowling during the nine-hour period following the raid. Nine hours! <laughs> nine hours? Quote, how do you explain it? End quote. Polk, uh, uh, I can't read this. Okay, Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd told the affiliate, well, you can't explain that. My deputies know that they shouldn't have been playing Wii while they were involved in that search warrant. End quote. The raid involved 16 detectives pulled from the sheriff's office and the three area police departments with a total cost of tax- to taxpayers of $4,000. An internal investigation has been launched and Judd told the affiliate he will wait to see its conclusion before deciding on disciplinary measures. Quote, it's an embarrassment to the detectives involved and it's an embarrassment to the organization. But you know what? We employ 1,800 people and not one of them is perfect. We all make mistakes. They made a mistake. End quote. Now, you, saw, you see the video. It, the, the funniest thing about it is how excited they are when they're playing it. Like... 
You, you it doesn't it. say it in here, but in the article I read, it said that they actually threw together a like a pickup tournament. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, let, let's take some of these drugs and play some Wii. Um, no, but like I was looking at the video, and you know, if people people were playing Wii sports. They you know they they're laughing, they're having fun, and you know they're 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 mildly they look like they're mildly entertained because that's what it is. It's 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 good solid fun, but like. I saw that this one guy had a strike, and he, like, jumped in the air and pumped his fist and did, like, a 360 twirl in the air or some shit like that. I'm just like, really? Is it that? <laughs> they go, yeah! <laughs> they all start firing their guns in the air. They should have done that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. The, it's, it, the, the question I have, I don't, know yeah. if it, I don't know if it says it anywhere, you know, was the, was the Wii <clears throat> already on with bowling on the screen, or did they actually have to find the Wii remote and turn it on and, like, start the game up? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't see that. I, I just saw the clip of, you know, um, the clip of the guy just pumping his fist and doing a dragon punch in celebration. Because I think the article I read said that the uh, the guy that they, the ha- whose house they were raiding, he wasn't, I think it said that he wasn't home or something at the time. Like, the house was empty. So I'm wondering if they actually, like, if one of these, you know, these law enforcement official people <laughs> was like, hey... He's not here. Let's Dude, play let's with his fuck shit. With his Wii. <laughs> um, but speaking of the Wii, um, Yoichi Wada uh, of Enix fame, Square Enix now, sorry, uh, acts, uh, is saying all these things and, and predicting that. Um, is this the one where he talks about like he thinks they're going to do the Wii HD? I think it is because I saw a similar article on Wired. But um, <clears throat> so it says here. This is uh, another GameSpot article. Again by Tom. In August, Nintendo president Satoru, Satoru Iwata explicitly stated that a successor to the best-selling Nintendo Wii won't happen anytime in the near future. However, given Sony's recent introduction of the 299 PS3 Slim and Microsoft's 199-299 Arcade Elite strategy, the Wii has lost its pricing advantage. Further, even if Nintendo makes good on the increasingly likely $50 Wii price cut, which we are going to get to in a second, and this will be five-month-old news by the time you hear this, the system remains the last technically the least technically proficient of the bunch. As such, many industry watchers believe that Iwata's near future could be a relative term. <laughs> Speaking to the Financial Times over the weekend, Square Enix CEO Yoichi Wada said that he expects Nintendo to release an update to the Wii by 2011. Okay. Mm. One that will bring the console's technical capabilities more in line with the 360 and PS3. Wada also stated he believes that Nintendo may possibly introduce a new controller with the update. Um, <clears throat> which is funny because he said something about... Um, what did he say? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pull up that Wired article just to see what else he said about it. But he said something along the lines of like the other two consoles, um, uh, they're introducing motion controller things, but like they're that it really isn't going to matter. <coughs> isn't he going says to matter, that no one's he says, um, oh, okay. Present game machines already have a lot of functions. They're now a terminal, <coughs> Blu-ray, or DVD player, and a gaming machine. Compared to these three pillars, the new motion controls are quite limited, so the impact may be small. They're an extension of the gaming function. And then he starts to talk about Natal. Right. So, I, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't know really to think about that part. Like, at, okay, so <clears throat> we had this conversation from, from E3, right? But just to reiterate, um, I, I, I do like the PS3 ice cream cone slash dildo idea a little bit better. I mean, I, I like... I, I, because you're already familiar with what the Wii does and how the, how it could be expanded, and it's kind of something that you have experience with. Well, I, I'm speaking from my standpoint, something that I have experience with. So it's just like I can see how the Sony thing works. 
and I can see how they can expand tr gaming uh, functions as we are familiar with them. Because even though the Wii like has has made a lot of things stupid in terms of like oh I'm gonna swing my sword with waggle and that's you know that that's whatever. Mm -hmm. um, there are some things that it does that are cool, right? Uh, Wii Sports Resorts Bow and Arrow is one of them. Uh, one among quite a few that that does that that you know makes use of the controller. And um, I maybe it won't make a huge impact, I guess. And if, if that's his point, then you know I I can't argue that. I mean you know he's in that he's been in that business he knows mm -hmm. uh, or at least he thinks he, he it's it's plausible what he's saying because you know he sees trends and that's you know that's his job is to understand what's going on but I, I i feel like he's maybe not natal but as far as sony's thing goes maybe maybe he's dismissing it a little bit too he's being too dismissive about it i think in my opinion i mean i i i could see that thing being a lot of fun natal i don't know i really don't i'm, I'm not so sure about that yet so and I've never and I, I should you know hold my tongue a little bit because because uh, <clears throat> I've never tried the eye toy so I don't know what the experience is like and I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt but it's just from what I feel at this current point in time you know I I'd be more willing to um, I'd be more willing to say that the the Sony thing has more of a future or at least more of a, uh, a tangible understandable like appeal um, so yes while it's just kind of an extension. It could be a very notable one. They just have to treat it better than they do the, you know, the eye toy thing, mm -hmm. and the eye of judgment with tarot cards or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, thoughts, whatever. <laughs> well, <coughs> thoughts will I cough? Uh, I have no thoughts on this. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was uh, so enthusiastic. I guess I'll I'll just close this one by saying uh, or reading what uh you said about Natal. He says um, that as a user interface, it's fantastic, and I think it'll become standard. Uh, then they go. However, he cautioned that its success hinges upon software support, just like pretty much any other piece of hardware. Uh, noting that games that really? take advantage of motion controls are especially difficult to create. All right. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. So that that that's it for that. You know. I mean, Yoichiwara uh, spoke good word about the Wii, discussing that maybe there's a, a new one coming out soon or whatever, and um, you know, there's this rumor going around that it, the Wii is going to be uh, what, 149? And uh, lo and behold, Nintendo announced earlier this week that there's going to be a price cut to the Wii. From, uh, not I'm sorry, not 149. 199. I was going to say, I was like, yeah, what? I'll buy another one. For some reason, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that the Wii's already won. <laughs> That's 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 my tired behind right there, um, yeah. So fifty dollar price cut to two hundred dollars, like rumored. Fifty because 50, no 50. one can keep a secret anymore. Yeah, that's true. That'll be yeah. It, what was it? It was was it a Target circular or something that we saw last week? Walmart and Target. Walmart and Target. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, so that there's 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 the Wii price cut if you don't have one already, and who doesn't at this point? You can get another one if you want. Apparently, they're doing um, it, it not because of uh, the 360 arcade, but because of Wii Fit Plus. They're they're bringing out Wii Fit Plus, and then they're lowering the price of the Wii to help encourage newer people to buy Wii Fit Plus and the Wii. And speaking of encouraging people to uh, buy new stuff, I just want to bring this up too. Apparently, they're releasing a new Wii Sports Resort bundle. Mm -hmm. um, I saw this actually before, and it kind of upset me because 
Like that game just came out like what a month or so July. ago, and they're already doing a new <coughs> package where it'll include two Wii Motion Pluses, and you basically, yeah, and you basically are getting the extra Wii Motion Plus for only ten dollars more. Um, whereas if like people who bought the game originally, you know, people who supported the damn thing originally, uh, their only option really is to buy a second one for twenty dollars more. Um, so that's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bad. Though, but if you haven't picked up Wii Sports Resort, I mean, when once that package comes out, it's definitely worth yeah. it. Though, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Wii Sports Resort, and I already have that Tiger Woods that came with the Motion Plus, so I'm gonna have two of them. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, if you're one of those people who bought one of the R games, yeah. and it gets your your set. But I mean, even still, you might want to buy just to have the third one. You know, you know, it can't hurt. <laughs> right. Just because this is super important, um, right now, this 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 breaking news that just happened to me right now, um, they're showing Meet Dave on HBO. And I don't know why they bothered to make that movie. And I don't know what the hell is going through Eddie Murphy's mind behi- besides, I need money. But <laughs> Now I know what that movie is. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking but, about? <clears throat> but there you go. So I, I'm thank God I'm on this podcast. Otherwise, I'd be forced to watch it. Um, and if you're, if you're asking me, well, why aren't you walking out in the city? I'm about to do that. I just need to recover from yesterday's drinking because I'm tired. And I need a little bit more <laughs> laid out in time. Anyway. Um, but um, so we're talking about price cuts, and the PlayStation 3's price cut actually—it um, seems to have been a huge boon for it because now Jack Tretton is saying that a PS3 shortage is possible. And I mean, I can understand where he's coming from with that. Before I even read the article, like what I would guess. Wait, this is the guy who said when the PlayStation 3 first came out at six hundred dollars, <throat> if you could find one in stores. I'll give you the six hundred dollars. <laughs> right, and then and then Gabe and Tycho from Penny Arcade rang up like a good amount of money on that one. But, yeah. <laughs> no, what I'm, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is um, I can see. I obviously you know he's probably spinning that a little bit, but but right. I can I can see where that's a, a legitimate um statement for for the reason that <clears throat> so maybe it hasn't been doing so well right in sales, and so the manufacturing for it has. Maybe not been as, you know, high as it, you know, as, as you would expect. So right. basically, Sony's pumping out fewer, uh, a few fewer machines than they, you know, than than they wanted to. But now that the price cut happens, um, they have to ramp up manufacturing again, right? But because they had already ramped down or whatever, like for the for a short period of time, <coughs> until they ramp factories back up again to produce the goddamn thing. Uh, there will be shortages, so I'm sure he probably looked at that and was just like, hmm, this is a good way for me to, you know, s- start to PR this for the holidays and be like, you get your PS3 now or else you might not get one. Um, <laughs> is that what he sounds like? <laughs> no, actually, he has a very thick New York accent. Um, I'm not, yeah, he, I know. Yeah, but, um, I, see, see, here's the thing. I don't know if he's... <clears throat> PlayStation 3 now officially is the slim one, Yep. I think, right? Because they're phasing out the old one. So right. maybe it's that, right. too. Maybe it's because of that. Yeah, I, I would that, think that, it's because like, they, they just came out with it, so the manufacturing probably hasn't been in effect for that long. And, of course, people are buying them because now it's actually affordable. <clears throat> right. You know, it's funny. Like, all that stuff just um just makes me think of the PS2 launch and someone saying, uh, because of the um, the shortages, mm-hmm. right? Um, people were just like, well, I want a PS2. How, how could, you know, how, how could I not, you know, get one? Uh, on launch day, where, where are all the freaking PS2s? You know, it was in short supply. And so one of the PR reps' explanations was we could not have anticipated 
such demand. And it's like, dude, do you know how much the first PlayStation sold? Do you know how many people <laughs> like that thing? Do you know how many people want the PS2? How could you not anticipate it? And like, I think I, I remember seeing the quote in Game Informer. It was it was one of those like, it was one one of those quote pages that that we were like just taking industry quotes from around and and like the explanation. Like I think they had a they wrote the same thing in the on the page. They're just like, how could they not anticipate this? That's ridiculous. Um, so but in this case, because now it's kind of unsure because the PS3 isn't doing as well as they wanted it to, you know, and so. I could I could more easily understand if they couldn't anticipate just how many people wanted a PS3 slim or whatever. So, um, but yes, I want a cynical view on this since you brought it up, Pete. I, I, I think that is really funny. He was just like, "I'll give you the six hundred dollars." I don't really have a cynical view. I mean, it it may actually be true this time, but I was just I just find it funny because like when Jack Trenton says something, it's like. Take it with a huge grain yeah, of salt. Yeah, yeah. Because that's why he's probably just trying to be like, oh, well, if you don't get it by the holiday, you're not getting it this year. It won't be yeah. under the tree. Yeah. I mean, he's got to say that because, you know, they want to sell systems. Sure. So you got to make people think that, you know, they're not going to be able yeah, to get it. they've got, like, PS3s lining their warehouse shelves. Like, oh. On I'll a side story, warehouse. some retailers <coughs> are actually, like, in an effort to try to phase out the to get rid of their you know overstock of old PS3s, I'm not gonna say where I heard this. I, I will say it wasn't GameStop because that'll be people's first you know assumption. Yeah. Uh, someone came in asking about the difference for PS3s and like they will the retailer specifically told the person, oh the PS3 Slim is a way scaled back version. If you want the real PS3, you want to get the bigger wow. one. And they're selling the real PS3 for four hundred dollars still. Right? Yeah, four hundred dollars still, right? Yeah, I think that store was assets. As yep. Um, I want to. I want to get to this last story since we're on the topic of Sony. And, oh yeah. And sure. um, this last thing here was announced at Tokyo Game Show. Uh and this is reported on Gamespot. They are announcing that there will be no UMD conversion for the PSP Go. So people who have oh. PSPs oh, or UMDs, oh. and they're gonna buy PSP Go <coughs> starting October first or whatever. Uh, they will not be able to transfer their existing UMD games to the PSP Go. Um, so basically, they just can't play their games. They can on their old PSPs. If they are going to trade in their PSP for a PSP Go because it's so damn expensive, then they're shit out of luck. <laughs> um, if they never owned a PSP, they're not going to be able to play any of the back collection um, unless it's available on PSN. And there's not many that, there's not really that many PSP games on the PSN yet, but that might change in October. Uh, according to Sony <clears> Rep, <throat> we were evaluating a UMD conversion program, but due to legal and technical reasons, probably piracy, uh, we will not be offering yeah. the program at this time. Probably also a um, uh, like a licensing, a product licensing issue because they probably have to uh, get or give a license for the game to be transferred onto another uh, handheld so that it's legal because, uh, you know, if you can't transfer the game to any device legally right. when you originally bought the game. And that's why you have to, like, buy a license for transferring <clears throat> songs from Rock Band to Rock Band 2 and things like that. Right, right. Um, and that money probably gets dispersed <coughs> to the the holders, you know, like the, the original yeah. developers of the games. They probably didn't want to do that. It probably cost too much. Um, they probably didn't want to have to find something where a loophole would 
be found and piracy is actually now legal because they had a loophole in their thing or whatever. Uh, so they, let's see. Uh, upon the PSP goes unveiling at E3, uh, John Kohler, who is the hardware marketing director of SCEA, stated that Sony was putting together a goodwill program that will allow UMD owners to download games they already own on the PSP Go. Looks like that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, but Sony Computer Entertainment <coughs> Europe announced a PSP Go Rewards program, which will allow current PSP owners to claim three free games, provided they own at least one UMD. However, the selection okay. of games is limited to just 17 titles, which include Killzone Liberation, Wipeout Pure, and Everybody's Golf. Uh, the scheme or program will <laughs> scheme is just such a funny word, <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know that's of course because we don't live. This scam will launch alongside. <laughs> will launch alongside the console October first and run until March thirty first, two thousand and ten, um, and that will only be in Europe. It will not come to America, like anywhere. See, I, it's these are weird decisions. It it really sucks, and it's like. <clears throat> I, I could see the case some some people would make for this is like yeah but you know every time you get a new device you don't necessarily you aren't necessarily able to play your old shit like you if you had a a game on your cell phone like Scrabble you're you're, you're gonna have to rebuy it for the new phone because whatever but I think the difference here is that it's the same fucking platform yeah you know it's not like it's and it's I was, I was gonna say it's not it's not it's... like it's PS2 to PS3 it's PSP to PSP <laughs> it's just a hardware refresh and it's not a different platform. Every every DS that you know that comes out can play DS games well, except for the DSi can't play any GBA games, and that that kind of that does kind of suck. But that's not e that's not even that main platform. Right. You know, it's the, not the even, it's game. not like you the DSi came out and you can only play DSi uh, <clears throat> DS games that came out after like July two thousand and nine. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh well. Um, just kind of backwards, but still, you know what I mean. I mean, I under I understand that there are difficulties, though. You know, so I I I mean, it sucks, and it it it's not, you know, I don't want to say it's not fair because it's your choice whether or not to buy it. it so it's not that it's not fair, but uh, I don't know. I I mean, I can see I I can see definitely why they they don't want to do it. You know, so yeah. I I'm not you know gonna begrudge them for it, but it's just a shitty situation. Yeah. You know, buyer beware. Make sure you know what the fuck you're getting into. But because... they also say that um, <coughs> the PSP 3000 is going to continue to be sold. They're not going to drop support for it. So okay, that's fine then. Yeah, that that that's that's perfectly okay. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I think at some point Sony said that they planned on you know the PSP Go being a completely separate entity than like like they're going to continue PSP regular PSP production like and there's there's a PSP 4000 that's going to be coming out. Um, so it's not like they're trying to convert everyone to the PSP Go. Right. That's going to be the new model. Yeah. It's just going to be two models running side by side. And that's okay, you know. That's yeah, okay. except for the fact that this PSP Go just seems to be absolutely worthless. I mean, yeah, I, unless much. you really I mean, don't have it's... any other kind of device. Like, if you don't have... <clears throat> and if, as far as I remember, because um, they, I was reading on it, and I was wondering whether they had a uh, USB connection to the PC and they mm. do but it's just not your standard USB to uh, A to mini B so it's not like your regular PSP connection or your phone connection or anything like that proprietary <coughs> connection on the PSP but a USB out so um, you can put music and videos on it because it's supposed to be like that kind of iPod type of device as well as a gaming machine 
but right, right, who doesn't already have something like that where they can play music and all that? And it, that was kind of like, I mean, there are gonna be people who will get the PSP Go and they'll use it as their all-inclusive device and then have their phone because obviously not phone. But I think that a vast majority of the market already has these devices and are perfectly content with them. Right. I was going to say, it doesn't seem like it's cost effective for them to actually even produce this anymore. Yeah. But they must know what they're doing. Um, like, I would have <coughs> considered possibly getting one. Like, I mean, I, I mean, it wouldn't matter for me because I don't have any UMDs. But if I was somebody who had UMDs, I would have considered possibly purchasing one of these if I had the option of, you know being able to transfer those UMDs, but now that I can't, there'd be, like, really no purpose for me getting this. And, like, as a new PSP buyer, like, if I was someone who was looking to buy PSP, I would probably wait for the PSP 4000 and just buy that. Yeah, especially since it's going to be cheaper than the, the Go. Yeah. And you probably have to How buy a really it? expensive memory card. The 32 gig, yeah. like, memory stick M or whatever the hell it is, is probably going to be, like, 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that... <coughs> I think that for... um the whole downloadable thing to work. I mean, we've got Steam, and you know we know that that's proven. But we're talking about um, we're talking about a platform that is built to handle that type of stuff. The PC, all right. Now, the P- I'm not saying that the PSP Go isn't built to take advantage of of the internet, you know, because that's clearly what they're doing. That's why it exists. But um, right now, I don't know if the cultural mindset is there that it's like, hey, <clears throat> here's my PSP Go, and I'm going to download the next God of War for PSP, like, all 1.5 gigs to it, uh, of it onto my memory card, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and meanwhile, like, their whole point is, oh, we want to be like iPhone? Well, the iPhone games are three bucks, and, like, how... They're not even that big. So th- we're talking about, like, bite-sized casual market, right? Versus, like, a market where... For the PSP, where it's not... Where they, where they want more than just Peggle. Which also is available as UMD, I believe. Um, <laughs> you know, they want more than just Peggle or like those those smaller um, two hour one to two hour games that that you download or the things that you play on the on the shitter. You know, they 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 want. I, I think at least they, they a lot of them want you know heavy hitting stuff. That's why they go for a PSP. And you're going to be carting around how many memory cards to hold all that stuff, right? You're going to be waiting how long. Because you know, you know, there's that whole stigma—not the whole stigma, but like the whole—the whole reason that you get a portable is more for, um, a like just quick, you know, quick, quick accessibility, right? Mm-hmm. So even the even the hardcore games that are out there, like you know, they're built, they're, they should be at least if they're built right, you know, they should be built for for quick access, like like Jean d'Arc, all right, you know, kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics, you can pick it up, play it, save in the middle of your fight, but it's still hardcore. Um, I'm just trying to reconcile the differences between, you know, quick and accessible versus hardcore. Like, th- th- that's all there. But um, it, when you when you get to all, all all the memory cards that you were saying, Al, and, like, how, how, how expensive they are, first of all, mm. and then second of all, I, like, I, the I, waiting to get your game on. Right. Second, and then, you know, you put that all together, it's just, like, if they're... I, I really feel, because, like, you know, when it closes, it's just the screen, and it's all pretty, and all that shit. Oh, da 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 I really feel like they're, they're, they're really going, like, yeah, we really need to take the iPhone down. And it's, like, you're not going to get it done that way. Just, you know... If, <clears throat> if you want to really sell people on those, what is it called, the PSP Minis? Oh, yeah. Those games, those bite-sized games, and okay, which aren't going to but... be available for regular PSPs, I don't think. Yeah, I, I've read so, something yeah. about that. Let me 
find that while you talk. All right. But I think I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying that the PSP goes a bad idea. I'm saying that I don't know if um you know if they're going to get what they want out of it. And I don't know necessarily if if we're entirely ready for that yet. And it, it, especially without the ability to use our old games on it. I don't know for I don't, I don't know unless like it could connect to a cellular network where like because my my worry is that Wi-Fi is still not everywhere. Nope. So <clears throat> the great thing about the iPhone is that, and I don't own one, but just, you know, from its fact sheet, you're sitting in the park. You want to play a game. You're ready to buy one. You don't want to get off your ass. Or if you're anywhere within a cellular network, you can go pick up a game. Just, you're good. Can't do that with Wi-Fi because it's not everywhere yet. Once it, once it is everywhere, and I'm confident that they will find a way to put it everywhere... Oh my God, Elizabeth Banks is meet Dave. Oh well. Once you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> once you know, once they get to that point, then great, perfect, fast Wi-Fi. Download 1.5 gigs of God of War for PSP. Great, perfect. But until then, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just full of hot air. Well, I'd just like to also announce that on Amazon.com, the 16 gig memory stick micro is like 85 dollars. Jeez. So I, yeah. Is this this is the official Sony no, one though, right? No, it's one. And yeah, really. And the That's original way the overpriced. MSRP is one hundred and thirty dollars. They don't even list the thirty-two gig. I'm guessing because either it's not available, or as a matter of fact, let's see. I'm gonna Google now. Memory stick micro thirty-two gig. For a second, I thought you were gonna say memory glands. I'm like, why are you typing that in Google? <laughs> um. <sighs> I don't really think it's out. Um, micro SD, Mermistic Pro Duo. Yeah, I don't think it's out yet. Um, it, there's an article here from July that says 32 gigabyte memory stick officially out in fall. So they Ugh. don't even have it yet. And the 16 gig is $85. Yeah, sure. Let's make our own proprietary, more expensive memory stick so that people will be forced to buy it and to be unhappy. Excellent. Um, <coughs> I went. I mean that that that's been Sony's game. Oh no, we're gonna use Betamax. Oh no, we're gonna use Minidisc. Oh no, we're gonna use Blu-ray. Except Blu-ray actually worked. Yeah. So, I'm surprised. Um, sort of. <clears throat> I have a new story. I just wanted to go over yeah. real quick. Okay. Um, just because I wanted to, uh, we mentioned, uh, I had mentioned about you know Ico, Ico, and Shadow of Colossus and stuff like that. Um, I just happened to go to One Up and saw this is like the first news story that uh. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Fumito Owada? Fumito Owada. I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. Um, anyway, uh, I think it's Ueda. He, uh, it said The headline is, wants to see uh, Aiko and Shadow of the Colossus on PS3. Um, and uh, the story is, uh, who is this by? Matt Leone. Uh, basically, it's just saying that uh, Toko, Tokyo Game Show uh, team Aiko leader uh, Ueda took time to answer a few questions. Um, and the most popular use was whether he, we might see his games, uh, Ico and Shadow Clusters released on PS3 in a combo pack similar to Sony's upcoming God of War collection. And uh, he basically said, quote, initially, I didn't want to consider that. I always thought they were designed for PS2 and should stay there. But lately, I've been thinking it would be nice to provide the games to other platforms to reach more users. Huh. And then uh, the story continues saying, ultimately, however, it seems that a re-release would need the support from Sony executives, presumably the same ones that decided to release God of War collection after hearing a lot of support for the idea from fans online, so if you want to see Ico and Shadow of the Colossus in HD, now would be the time to start talking up the idea. So, 
basically the developer would like to see it and uh if i guess if sony hears enough of an outcry for it they might actually consider doing it huh uh and i have an update on the psp minis thing okay right unless you want to say something about the shadow classes no no go ahead um the they are for all psps it was that they're single player only they're not a they don't support dlc or internet play or any kind of network play that's what it was i gotcha uh well then I will not be buying any minis because I don't care or anything, and I don't play the games that I have anyway. So why would I be buying minis? Exactly. <coughs> okay, I think my throat's gonna kill me now, and I'm hungry, and I need food. And um, Pete had his pizza, so he had his day in the sun. Uh, and if um, you happen to uh, <laughs> listen to this podcast before October fifth, that's your deadline to buy a DSI and um, and register it for the DSI store. Get your three thousand points. By October 5th. So how many days do I have to edit this? About nine? Yeah, like uh, a week and a half. Got or less. But wait, what? You're still working on 146? Yes. Yeah, that would yes. be two yes. podcasts away. I, I tried to start working on it on Tuesday, uh, Monday and Tuesday, but uh, you know, a whole bunch of shit came up from work, training. Now that I had to take care of, we had present. You know, they make us do presentations after like a, a class session, and so like I had to work on the presentation. Like I was like all night, so mm. sitting there trying to do it and edit it, edit the thing, and I couldn't focus, so I, I had to, I just <laughs> had to drop it. Oh, and I, so. maybe we should take a week off to give you time to catch all that, the ways that, up. That, yeah, I was I was wondering if we should do that this week, but I I figured that. If we did, then I'd be lying in bed all day after having drank and being tired, and I would never get my ass off. <laughs> and so at least this gave me something to wake up. You guys gave me something to wake up for in the morning. Aww. So I have Aww. another announcement. Um... Are you pregnant? No. No. <laughs> I was going to say that. Damn it. <laughs> um, Rockman 2 has a patch out that improves the hammer-on pull-offs to that of Rockman Beatles. And doesn't really do much of anything else. Well, it, it, no, that's good. That's well, good it does do the audition mode, but you have to be part the of the. Um, that's for that's for the Rock Band Network closed yeah. beta. If you're part of that and the uh, what is it XNA Creators Club, then anyone who's any artists who are in the Rock Band Network closed beta who are putting out music, you can try out their songs. That's but yeah, the that basically. Yes, and uh, <laughs> apparently they also have a feature where you can sort your songs by the number of stars you earned on it. But somebody complained that it doesn't work in um in like any mode except World Tour, the opposite or whatever. So it kind of defeats the purpose because um it it doesn't store your stars and from that patch on or something like that. So you got to beat all the songs again, and then you can order it by star because it'll have the star ranking as of the patch. Oh, so that's kind of this is the stupidest move I've ever seen, by the way. Which. Meet Dave. It's uh, it's on. It's oh, on oh Meet I'm Dave. <coughs> this is ridiculous. I don't even want to know. Why are you? How much money do you need, Eddie? <laughs> well, he's doing Beverly Hills Cop Four. Oh, that's true. But at least, uh, at least it's like a semi-known quantity. I don't know. The truth really. Anyone see the trailer for the new Dead Rising? No, but I heard it was a game show, or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty. I I put the trailer up on my Facebook. Um. I mean, you can YouTube it, or it's it's out of TGS, but it's it's kind of just a teaser trailer. It doesn't really show gameplay, although you can find gameplay footage on like game trailers now. So if you want to see some gameplay footage of Dead Rising 2, you can go there. It basically looks exact. It looks like it plays exactly like Dead Rising 1, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I love that first game. But uh, 
yeah, the trailer is just some teaser trailer of like what looks like a like picture like a wrestling pay per view trailer, but then what it is, it's four guys like in like full on you know biker BMX leather type gear like riding around these like motocross bikes or whatever, and like uh, with the chainsaws attached and just like it looks like an arena type style game where like they're just like you know racking up kill counts on zombies. So I don't know if that trailer is hinting at some sort of co op or just multiplayer like you know like kind of like versus type mode. Um, but if there's some, there's got to be some kind of multiplayer in Dead Rising 2 because everyone wanted it for the first one. So I'm hoping that it like I'm hoping that there will be co op. But I mean, if it's just some multiplayer arena thing, I guess that's good too. Who greenlights these stupid movies? But never, never mind the fact that Eddie Murphy's in it. Who, who writes it? Uh, who, who takes a script, reads it, and goes, you know what? This would make a good movie. Let's actually spend money on this. <laughs> what the hell is this shit? They probably don't have a job now. So I think this podcast is over. I'm sorry, I'm just flabbergasted by the, the, the Oh my god. Okay, yeah, it's over. Um, no emails, obviously. No, we didn't get any emails. Nobody likes yeah. us. So Pete, where can we find you on the internet? You, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Riven, R-Y-V-V-N. And my review for Trials is finally up on trygames.net. Yeah, it Woo. went up three weeks before this podcast is going to air because it went up, really it went up last week, but I'm sure this won't be out for another two weeks, so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me at xlm2k.blogspot.com if I procure to update it. And my Facebook is <laughs> facebook.com slash xlm2k. Yay. And I have Rockafuerte hey, Facebook.com slash R-O-C-A-F-U-E-R-T-E-M-U-S-S-I-C-A. Rockafuerte. Oh, I also wanted to say that if any... If anybody wants to play GoldenEye Source with me, get on Steam. My Steam ID is Riven, R-Y-V-V-N. Yeah. Gabrielle Union needs money too, apparently, because she's in this. Who? Gabrielle Union. Oh, man. She needs a lot of money now. She's well, I, I think she's in Flash Forward. I, I could just want to saw her in the previous oh, episode, okay. too. So she needs money. She's working. So for Pete, <laughs> bye, everybody. For Al. Bye, <laughs> everybody. I've been your host, and for Austin, not Pete, but Chupon. <laughs> Done. I got to pee. Okay, I'm gonna eat the sweaty part. I think it's good.